Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S-CARS-FOR-KIDS. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. You are listening to Jack Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com. So, get on the line and become a Jock Star. Friday, happy Friday, big God, it's Friday. It's the final day of the week of the Sports Drive Week number two here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com. This is the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh. The Lopez are live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays right here on Jock Journal Radio from 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 11.30 to 1.30 Eastern. If you live in the West or anywhere else in the world, figure it out for yourself. 8.33 a.m. Guys, the gallery. We have open phone lines at 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. Um, my name is Josh Lopez. I'm the host of the show and uh, producer man in El Jefe here. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at WZJoshLopez. Uh, follow Frank on Twitter at JockJRLFrank. That's Jock Journal Frank, but we can't fill Jock Journal thanks to Twitter's uh, character limits. 
Uh, follow Sean on Twitter at SeanManSWR. Sean promised us to change his Twitter username as soon as possible. But more Atta importantly, out of, all social, out of all social media accounts, make sure you follow the show's Twitter page. That's what's important. It's Da Sports Drive. It's D-A Sports Drive. I, I post a lot of, outside of this in my wrestling radio show, uh, radio show, guys, I do a lot of articles recapping all the games from the NBA, NHL, and the NFL season. I put those articles on uh, on our show's Twitter page. So if you want to check it out, go to Dot Sports Drive and give us a follow. We'll have um, links to our past episodes of the show and uh, more information. So it, we we love to hear from you guys. If you want to make your predict- predictions for uh, this Sunday's NFL game, give us a call at six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Like us on Facebook. It's the Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez. Uh, check out our past episodes as well. Um, all right. Let's talk with all the particulars out of the way. Let's introduce our friends and your friends. It's the gangbusters here. Let's start off with the man of the hour, the man that joins us every Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes on Fridays, depending on his play-by-play schedule. It's the man that's lovely, it's, it's especially known as the big win, and he comes from a Bubble B USA in Indiana. Oh, God! Big win, Frank uh, Brinkle. What's up, buddy? Wait, wait, wait. So what am I? Am I the blue Bubble B or the big win or both? It's, it's whatever you want it to be, buddy. Well, you know what? The big win came first. I'll take that. But let me ask you. Let me say this. You mentioned that this okay. is that you're happy it's Friday, and this is the last show of the week. Does that mean you don't like seeing us? No, but it's the only time we're allowed to be on air. Yeah, but it's a, it's kind of somber. It's the last uh, day of the week in which I get to hang out with you guys. I get to BS with you. I get to torture you. You know, it's My really been a blast. It's been a blast these last two weeks doing the show. We got to think... First of all, let's thank uh, the good people that have been checking out this show for the past couple weeks. We are on iTunes. It's the Sports Stripe Podcast. Find it on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to it. Tell a friend. Leave a review or rating. That really helps us out with the exposure and the reach of our show. I'll tell you guys, to start up a show like this for a second week, we are already over 200 listeners. So... I want to thank, for Sean, Frank, and myself, we want to thank you guys so much for giving this show a chance. And uh, we've been having some interaction on social media and stuff. So, uh, once again, thank you guys so much for letting us display our sports talk to you. Lastly, before we get to the first topic of the day, let's introduce the co-host of the show, Sean Man, the historian man. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing good, Josh, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the Sports Tribe. It is Friday, November 20th, 2015. It is 11.37 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 8.37 a.m. on the West Coast. The weather right now out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, is about, just checking right now, is about, it's sunshiny and 27 degrees. How are you, Josh? How's the weather out there? And how are you, Frank? How's the weather out there in Indiana? Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're hey, you know what, Stephen Josh? Aren't we gonna have snow tomorrow? Yes. So we're gonna have our taste of some white stuff that potentially can make driving hazardous. Well, let's actually, you know what? Let's just hope it's one of those uh, light, uh, uh, those light snowflakes. I mean, we don't listen. 
uh, we got Thanksgiving mm-hmm. next week. We don't need any of this in the meantime. But you know what? If it comes, it's part of the territory of living here, which I would never trade for anything else. Josh, how's weather? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 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 really about to start reaching the cold part of the year, which sucks. Um, but that's what comes to Chicago. I, I, I'm not ashamed to live where I live. I think Chicago is the best city in the entire world. So Amen even if to that. cold Amen. weather, it is what it is. Um, yeah, you know what? I would give it up for today. anything else. Yeah, we got a lot to get to. Um, at the top of the hour, we'll be joined by our good, our good, our good friend Frank. Uh, not not Frank, but we'll be joined by our good friend uh, Brian Snow for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. That's hey, at eleven. Um, <laughs> and the second and the second hour show at eleven thirty, all three of us will start making our picks for Week Eleven of the NFL season. If we end the show early and there's no other games or topics that we need to cover, we'll end the show early. And it's going to be a lot of fun in the second hour. That's what we do every Friday here on the Sports Drive. So we got lots of issues. Let's get started. Last night was by far one of the most ridiculous, time-wasted, meaningless sports games I've ever seen in my entire life. The Jacksonville Jaguars, and by the way, I picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. They defeated the Tennessee Titans nice. yesterday, 19-13. to 13. So, first off, all you pro football pick-up players in the world and fantasy owners, thank you for the points. Let's start off with Sean here. <laughs> what was your thoughts on the game last night between the Titans and the Jaguars? <laughs> I'd have to say, though, without any doubt, that this was a mistake of a game to put on Thursday night. I did not watch it. I was exhausted. I had to put in a full day. Of course, I had to do the sports drive yesterday. I had class for my online college course, which I'm glad to be finishing up. Um, of course, this weekend, I'll be done with Holy this over. <clears throat> but I did not watch the game because I just found this game, Josh, to basically be meaningless. I just thought NFL – you have really have got to do better with putting up better Thursday night games or even or even Monday night games. This is so pointless. And I just <laughs> if Skip Bayless is the one that thinks that he applauds the Thursday night games like you've told me before, Josh, I just find it an absolute joke. I don't really care. I didn't find out what the stats were. I didn't even watch any of the game last night because I thought what a meaningless game. Yeah. John, if you're asking me what I think about Thursday night football, uh, it's not, it wasn't just this game, but I've noticed this a lot with a lot of the Thursday night games, especially if you watch the first few minutes or even the first quarter. I notice there are a lot of mistakes, mental mistakes in these games, a lot of drop passes, a lot of passes that are thrown well over the receivers, maybe a few missed tackles. You can tell that these players that got to play in the Thursday night game, and I don't care if you're the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins of a few weeks ago, or in this case the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans, Thursday night, these players are fatigued. And I think it's about time the NFL reexamines its Thursday night contest. Frank, well said, because when you think about this situation, mm-hmm. gentlemen, you're realizing that you that you have teams playing on a Sunday and then a Monday. And like with Sun, I feel bad for teams that have to play Sunday and then, boom, you have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to practice, look at film, study your next opponent, and then, it's boom, nightmare. then you it's have nightmare. to get ready. Yeah, then you have to get ready for the upcoming Thursday night game. 
like I said, it's been nuts. And when we get to December, which is next month, then it's going to be four days. You're going to have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And when you get to Thursday, it'll end by, I think, week 15 is when they'll play their final Thursday night game. But Saturday in December, it'll be either the 12th or the 19th that they'll start doing the uh, Saturday games, where I think they're going to do one or maybe three games on Saturday. Not I'm cool, not good, I'm, not right uh, at all, because this is a mistake from day one. And you know what? Even next month in December will be hectic. Think about it. There's going to be a Christmas Eve game that they're going to be playing the day before Christmas. I just find it, gentlemen, really, really bad that the NFL continues to do this. You're seeing it out of all the players that they are so fatigued. And you're right, Frank. Mm-hmm. Re-examine it. Fix this I, I whole thing. And, and, so and wait, 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 hold, Frank, Frank, hold it. We got to get to Josh on this too about what your thoughts are about last night's game and about Frank and I having a point. And I think you would agree, Josh, that the NFL games that they play on Thursday, you're seeing players just be flat out exhausted, fatigued, tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, I agree with all the points you guys have made, but there's one particular issue I have with this year's slate of Thursday night football games. It's mm-hmm. divisional games. It's not your favorite uh, matchup of the week. It's not, oh, Houston taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or anything. This is real meaningful games. For example, with the exception of Thanksgiving, which I think is the only time you should play football on Thursdays, in my opinion. There should be no mm-hmm. Thursday night football games anymore. And it's bad enough I have to listen to Phil Sims on commentary. For a second oh, time throughout the week. Um, so, yeah, get rid of the Thursday night football games. If, if you're going to do Thursday night football games, stop making them divisional games. It, it, it has to do with travel. It could kill the momentum of the team, Frank. Look, look at the Jets. They played the Oakland Raiders in the West Coast and had to fly back all the way to the East Coast on Thursday night to play the Bills. Here, here's mm-hmm. the thing about these. Here's the thing about these Thursday night games too. And uh, look, I, I like I said, they need to go. Uh, every feed is bad in terms of the preparation. Obviously, the rest. But let me say this about Thanksgiving. Here's what you do with the with the three Thanksgiving Day games. And I do support the three Thanksgiving games. Detroit Dallas tradition there have a neutral uh, have a rotating game every uh, Thanksgiving night as NBC does. But here's what I'm going to say about Thanksgiving. You have six teams that play, right? Six teams. Yeah. Here's what you do. Here's, yeah, here's what you do. You give those six teams, the Cowboys, the Lions, whoever are the opposition to those teams, and whoever the two teams playing on Thanksgiving night, give them a bye week. You give them a bye week so they will get enough time to rest, prepare, and get ready for the Thanksgiving Day game. So that's what I'm going to say. You don't have them play on Sunday like the Cowboys are playing the Dolphins on Sunday here. I'm just using that as an example. Cowboys are playing the Dolphins. The Cowboys then have to have four days to prepare for uh, the Carolina Panthers. You give I them bye weeks. Been, give them bye I weeks. Think, I think it's been, and with the exception of the NFL Network, I think it's been, uh, if I remember correctly, the NFL Network came out in 2005. So they've, so NFL Network has been out a decade, a decade. And now they've realized that they want to be popular with doing the Thursday night games. I can agree with some people with an, to an extent that, it's just unfortunate and unfair that people who don't have a satellite like a Dish 500, DirecTV, digital cable, are not allowed to be able to watch the NFL game 
on the NFL Network for people that don't have the NFL Network. So it's an absolute mistake and stuff, too, that people can't afford that. And then you have to remember that before the season starts, then, of course, they make their slate of NFL games. They get that all arranged by April. And then remember, it's CBS and NFL Network that plays the first eight games on Thursdays. And then they go to the NFL Network the rest of the way from like week nine all the way to week 15. So it's just, yeah, I think that I remember that from a story, Josh and Frank, that they went from week number um, week two all the way to week 15 for CBS and NFL Network. And, of course, the NFL, when they kick off the season, they start playing in September for the team that wins the Super Bowl to host the game, raise the banner, and then they play that Thursday night game. They've been doing that for the Thursday night tradition to kick off the season, not with the Super Bowl, with the team that wins it, since 2003. 2002, yeah, 2002. I just, well, I think that's cool that they did that in '02, and then they played Sunday and Monday. And then I wonder if this too. Okay, I've been thinking about this. Okay, I've been wondering if maybe the NFL is taking a page from the college football. Think about it. College football has to play Thursday night on ESPN, Friday, and maybe Saturday. Could it be that the NFL is getting the idea from college football because that's what because it's getting toward the end of the week, people are exhausted because they put full work days in and then they have to play toward the end of the week. I wonder if NFL's got that idea from college football. It's it's hard to tell. I've been trying to figure that out for years. Sean, Sean, I don't know necessarily if it's that they're wanting to compete here with college football. But I'm going to say this about the NFL Network perspective. Of course, you mentioned about the CBS-NFL Network deal, how you have the first few games on CBS and the NFL Network. Sean, let's face it. It's a marketing ploy here because the NFL wants you to upgrade to a package or subscribe to a package if you still are a dinosaur and have over-the-air TV. They want you to subscribe to the NFL Network. That's why these games are on CBS. That's why you have these Thursday night games, partly because they want you to get the NFL Network because they know the league, the NFL, knows it's more money in their pockets. That's true about the revenue, the money, you know. That's all it is. Yeah, that situation. And I know that – I have to add, it's just, uh, it's really, really nuts. And I just really feel bad that all of the players and coaches are so exhausted from that. And I wish the next commissioner that comes in there says, I'm going to get rid of Thursday night games and I'll just go back to doing Sunday and Monday. And then when you do, cause, and then you could do a couple games before Christmas, because that's the way, at least that's my experience and how I grew Sean up Manson with it. Commissioner. At least, at least that's how I grew up with it, where you did Sunday and Monday, and then you played the NFL games on Saturday. I remember there would be like two or three games. I remember when I grew up, Josh and Frank, it was always they played one game on Fox and one game on CBS. Or when the NFL used to be on NBC, remember that? When NFL was on NBC, they did a game on NBC, one NFL game on NBC or Fox. And, of course, remember, after 1997, that's when the NFL and NBC ended their contract, and then the NFL moved over to CBS. Yeah, that's right. That was the beginning of the 98 season. It is with everything, guys. Let me ask you guys this. Does it actually feel like an NFL weekend? Because you got to understand, there's a a three-day gap between the Thursday night game and the whole horde of Sunday games. I mean, think about that. 
there's a huge gap. It just doesn't feel like it should be the start of an NFL week for me on Thursday nights. And, Josh, you nailed it, too. And, and Frank, that's a good point. But, Josh, you really nailed it. The, I re, and we all remember when we grew up, we all we always remembered that Thanksgiving, that was the tradition of playing the NFL games. Because, remember, the Lions have been playing Thanksgiving games since 1934. The Cowboys have been playing the Thanksgiving games going back to the decade of the 1960s. And then when the NFL Network came, they decided to add – an NFL game for the Thanksgiving night. I guess it's because for diehard NFL fans that they feel like, all right, we can fill ourselves up with that wonderful Thanksgiving dinner and then just enjoy watching the NFL game during the night. I thought it was maybe a little bit pretty cool, but for me, I always thought that that was always cool that they did it where Josh, like you pointed out that you make that the tradition for Thanksgiving to see the lions and the Cowboys play. But now it's just really nuts that you're seeing it every Thursday night, and I wish there could be something that could be done immediately so players could wear, you know, to rest because their bodies are tired, they're exhausted, and they realize then, boom, they got to start practicing and looking at the film of their next opponent the next day, you know, because it's like three days to Thursday or you know six days to Sunday. How much time? How much time at all? And what do you think, Josh, about what we could expect to see for the foreseeable future? I mean, you guys said a lot there, and I mean a lot, a lot. Um, I, there's nothing really else needed to say from my end. I mean, you guys, you guys had your back and forth soliloquy. I mean, it made perfect sense. So I, I, I totally agree with you guys. Um, I think an interesting topic we need to bring up here before we move on and start rant about mothers and girlfriends having their head up their ass. <laughs> um, let's look at this The AFC South right now Just really quick I don't want a long diatribe here But in reality We have a three-way tie In the AFC South right now With the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars Believe it or not The Jaguars have four, four The Jaguars have four and six right now Colts lose to the Falcons On Sunday And the Jets lose I, you know, the Jaguars could be leading this division in a couple weeks. You know what's no, odd? We, we talked about this. Sean, Sean, Josh, a team under 500 could get into the playoffs from the AFC South and host a wild card game. How ridiculous and dumb is it the NFL is allowing this in the first place? Then we haven't we learned from 2010 with the Seahawks and last year with the Carolina Panthers? I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, this is this is just. This just makes me sick when you think yeah. about it. It would be the third time in NFL history that a team that is below 500 makes it to the playoffs, and this just doesn't seem right at all. Get so. rid of it. It needs to be the teams that have the big winning records, that has the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I it just I feel bad for a couple teams. I felt bad for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Here was a team that was 11-5 and five last year having to travel up to Carolina. Then you had... Of course, the Seahawks, who I think beat St. Louis in a wild card game. St. Louis, I believe, had like an eight and eight, nine and seven record. You know, that's pretty good, even though that's barely above 500. And the Seahawks beat them because they won their division. And then they had to go and get themselves embarrassed by the Chicago Bears. That was January of 2011. I just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Because the way I remember it when I grew up, the situation was is that the teams that had the winning records and had home field advantage. And you have to remember that the NFL did this after 2001. 
they made the decision to expand it, where you had the AFC East, AFC yep. North, AFC West, AFC South, NFC East, NFC North, NFC West, and NFC South. They, div- they split right. that up. And that was when Paul Tagliabue was commissioner, because Paul Tagliabue stepped down as NFL commissioner. I think that may have been his mistake. Maybe we should just go back to what we had before. Think about it for two, th- like we had no one. The Colts were in the AFC East. Uh, maybe we should do it that way. What do you gentlemen think? I'll go, Josh. You start. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think when, <laughs> when we were talking about. Um, you know, possibly NFL possibly switching to 18 games next season. I thought it was a good oh, idea God, for this no, reason please. right here. For this reason right here, it, enough is enough. When is the NFL going to stop accepting mediocrity in the playoffs? This is supposed to be a showcase of your best teams in the NFL. If it's that bad, just do a seeding of like they do in the NBA or NHL, to take the best teams from yes. the particular conference and put them in the playoffs. Yes. It's not somebody that hard. Give, somebody give him a Tootsie Roll. Please, somebody give Josh Lopez a Tootsie Roll for that comment. I got to say about say this about Adam Silver. He has is, is definitely become one of my favorite commissioners uh, in all of professional sports. On top of that, look at what he did. He reseeded the playoff format. He realized that teams with – 37 and 45 wins were making the playoffs when they had no business. So I got to say this props to Adam Silver for what he's done in the NBA with the playoff seating. Although I got to say this compared to the NFL, the 18 playoff seating in that, in that league, the NBA, as well as the NHL is too ridiculously long. But if you're going to have eight teams, which I completely disagree with, at least you're going to have better records as opposed to, uh, division winners here, uh, teams that just don't deserve mm-hmm. the playoffs. So you know what? Adam Silver, kudos to you, buddy. Hey, we'll give you five Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> my uh, my opinion... Go ahead, Sean. My bad. Go okay, I, 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 that's all right. My, my opinion, though, about this, too, when you look at it, you know, you got eight, 18 games would be just the absolute, that would be the worst decision that the NFL would make. Because then think about it, okay? This is another big factor to think about, and I'm serious about it. The NFL does this, then you're looking at mm-hmm. them figuring out how they're going to do the Thursday night games. The, the players all get exhausted a lot more, and that's a joke. Because look at it. We're talking maybe about late August for the NFL season to begin. You're talking late August all the way to what? Maybe even uh, the first Sunday of February to get done with it. And I don't mean, forget. Hold, hold it, hold it. I have another point here to make here, uh Josh, Frank. That is, my other point is, is that the NFL possibly could also, I remember seeing this too, you never know. If they put 18 games, do you think we see an expansion of the NFL playoffs? That's open to question, and that is open to debate. You never know about that, because we, we, we saw that, I saw an article where that was a possibility maybe the beginning of next year, where maybe they possibly look at expanding the NFL playoffs. I, it, the NFL is just – it's one of my favorite leagues. I enjoy it. I always will be an NFL fan. But I do not like the idea of expanding it. The players are going to get hurt. Yeah, and uh, like, remember, Roger Goodell, that's really doing a good job of looking after the safety of the NFL players who get banged up and get hurt. And that's what I have to say about that. Back to you, Josh. <laughs> as far as Gump would say. Yeah. 
just really quick, I just want to go on a little rant really quick before we head to the commercial break. Is that okay with you guys? Rant. Mm-hmm. Ran away, yeah. buddy. So, so there was an article that came out of uh, ESPN yesterday that, that caused some controversy with the Packers and his girlfriend or wife or whatever she is, Olivia Munn, who was the actress. Who, by the way, this, this is not the first time she's went after uh, news outlets or advertising brands. This girl just has no filter through her loud, annoying mouth. So the article is talking, uh, talking about basically Aaron Rodgers, not the five reasons why Aaron Rodgers is going through a slump. And you know, if you can't, if if his girlfriend can't take comments for the media and just move on from them and ignore it, she really has some issues. I I could honestly say that Olivia Munn could be like Jessica Simpson uh, when she was with Tony Romo a few years ago. <laughs> we all know how that worked, went out. All right. We all know how it worked out with And here's the second part of this rant here. So there was a, a letter that was sent to the Carolina Panthers from a mother because Cam Newton did a touchdown celebration dance. There's no gang-related scenes in this particular <laughs> dance. There's nothing gang-related to anything he did. But this mother went out of her way to send a letter out to the Carolina Panthers to, to whine and moan about how Cam Newton is not being a positive impact to her son. Well, A, has Cam Newton ever been arrested? No. Yes. Has Cam Newton ever been suspended? No. Thirdly, has Cam Newton ever done any illegal drugs? No. In the society we're in right now, that's why we don't have the edge tying into our pro wrestling debate. If WWE did something they did when I was a kid, especially with social media these days, and you always have instant response to anything that happens in the world, I tell you right now, there'll be petitions to shut wrestling off the air. I mean, there's so much negativity in this world. We worry about stuff that's not important. This one spent so much time out of her day to write a meaningless letter to an organization because she needed to get her point across. Instead of worrying about her son's safety when we have freaking lunatics taking lives away from people because they don't know how to handle their own situation. Women, that was a great debate yesterday, whatever, by the way. Anybody... anybody Work on your priorities. Is writing a letter to the Carolina Panthers because you disagree with a touchdown celebration really worth your time? Is it? Food for thought. I don't think it's going to work. You listen to, to the Sports Drive here on Jacksonville Radio and Jacksonville.com. We're about to hit to our first commercial break. When we come back, Brian Snow from the Arena Sports Network. And it's time for Skippy Bale's Fast Hour. We're doing it a little bit early. We'll be right back. First time here on Jack Journal Radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. 
KARS Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1-877-CARS for Kids. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the wacky waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to Go and it's jockjournal.com. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio at jockjournal.com. We're live every Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 30 to 12 30 p.m. Central Time. With the big win, Frank Sprinkle, Sean Man, historian man, and through the game, Josh Lopez. Uh, we got open phone lines here at 602 753 1743. Before we start the Skippy Bales Bash Hour, we got our friend and El Jefe of jockjournal.com. It's Nash Carey here to give his quick thoughts on the Cam Newton rant that I went on before we headed to the commercial break. Uh, Nash, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing all right. I. You know, when I heard about that uh, Cam Newton dancing thing, at first I didn't think it was going to gain much traction as I thought somebody was just being a, an obnoxious mom and deciding to write a letter to the Charlotte Observer about this, like, dance that he did against Tennessee. But now it's been two weeks that, that Cam Newton's kind of been at the center of controversy with what's going on when he hits the end zone. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he, he had a ball knocked out of his hands by Julius Pepper. That he went ahead and gave to a kid as part of his little end zone ritual. I remember which that. Which is nothing but that. being a class act, right? Mm-hmm. This week, now they're now they're upset because he's uh, doing some kind of like new trendy young person dance move, yada yada, in the in the end zone. And I can't help but wonder if 
that kind of effect is because he's a quarterback. Everybody, everybody out there expects a receiver to do a crazy dance. Hell, Doug Baldwin pooped out a football during the Super Bowl, and nobody. I mean, they of course they moved away from it and they didn't show it, but it's it's that kind of like thing we kind of expect from our receivers or even our running backs. You know, they do like crotch grabs as they go to the end zone, that kind of stuff. But when you got a quarterback doing doing it, especially a black quarterback, I think that's still causing some people to raise their eyebrows and consider it inappropriate. And I consider it a horrible double standard, not only for the position but for the color of the, of the particular athlete. If they want to do a little dance when they get to the end zone, amen, more power to them. And if there's a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for it, okay, that's a decision that they made, and they're they're willing to you know observe the consequences for it. But what you don't want to do is try to squelch somebody's celebration or or a moment or of a good time because it won't be long before that that right wing conservative person is having a very difficult time because they've banned praying in the end zone. You've oh, got, people are going to have forms of expression in many different ways. You're going to have to just live with it. I agree, Darren Nashville, heartily. But here's the thing about end zone dances. Listen, if you want to dance in the end zone and look like a complete idiot, that's fine. I do not like end zone dances. I personally think they look stupid. Maybe not necessarily degrading. I just think that they look stupid. And maybe it's because of the fact that I'm not a dancing man. But I'm also about doing your job, mm-hmm. too. I'm about. I'm from the Walter Payton, Barry Sanders aspect where if you score a touchdown, you hand the ball to the official, simple as that. But at the same time, too, I believe in tradition. I believe in the Lambeau Leap. I believe with Cam Newton with the Super Cape. There are certain traditions that are done after touchdowns are scored. I'm not saying end zone dances, but there are certain traditions that I do like, and they should be kept. And as far as this lady goes, look, Cam Newton just ignored. She can write to the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are probably going to do nothing. They may say thank you for a letter concerning. Go Panthers. And also, gentlemen, this. Let me ask you this. Would this be an issue if the Carolina Panthers were undefeated? I have a feeling not. I have to say that. I I, I honestly feel like it doesn't really matter. I mean, somebody always always has something that has something up their ass over something that's not important. Do uh, uh, somebody said, um, oh, let's say like LeBron James like does the power toss or something, or does the celebration after a big dunk, right? Somebody will be offended. You could do something positive, like uh, anybody in the world. Let's say, for example, John Cena does a make wish uh, thing, right? He he talks to kids that are sick or have cancer and stuff. And there'll have there'll be a Nimrod out there saying, Oh, John C's doing this for a publicity stunt in order to keep his butt under roster. You know, somebody always has something to be offended about and I I, I really think it's it, it's BS. I mean life's too short to be worried and angry over stuff that really doesn't matter or you don't have any control over. With that said, we're gonna get yeah, yeah. in to give you Bale's fast shower and Woo-hoo! We'll get to that. We'll get that in a second. Let's play the theme song for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. One more. Never get it is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. 
Skip Bayless talks crap all day long. And now, it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. Welcome to the best and funniest sports talk radio segment in the world, the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. Before we begin bashing Skip Bayless, let me introduce our colleague and contributor to the Bash Hour, my good friend, uh, one of my bros, it's the snowman, Brian Snow. What's going on, buddy? How are you guys doing? It's Friday. Let's get this bash started. And like I like I said yesterday, and, and Josh, you and I talked about this, this pretty little girl that's looking down at me and smiling right now. I need to, need to continue to uh, push through for her and for you guys because you all gave me the chance to be on the show with you, and I thank you guys very much. Right back at well, you. We you thank you, it. buddy. Thank you very much, Snowman, Hi, all the time for joining us. Hey, son, let's do the intro, buddy. You do your signature phrase, and I'll hit the uh, theme spot one more time, right, bud? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it is, and boys and girls, it is the Skippy (laughs) Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jockstars fight back. Do you think we could sell that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, uh, not only is this the best sports talk radio segment in the world, but that's probably one of the best theme songs right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this bad boy started. Hey, hey, uh, before right, you go, Frank, Frank, you, Frank, you got, you got, Frank, you got your aftershocks ready there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Okay, Josh, go ahead. The chocolate meter 3,000. Ready to go. 3, Come All on. Right. Uh, give me Bill said bye. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you better hook up a Sears diehard battery to that son bitch if I get started. <laughs> he said, "My Los Angeles Clippers let me down against my." <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, my Golden State Warriors—they won. You should be happy. Wait, wait, sad. wait! He did not put my in front of the world champions, did he? Yes, yes he did. I shot yes, him he twice. Did. I shocked him twice. Uh-oh. Why that stupid and comp- why that stupid incompetent crazy some y'all better put a CS okay. You, is the CS not our battery ready? Cuz I'm about to go completely off yes. here. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's it's actually there's plenty of backup ready to go. That's all I need to know. Mr. Bayless, you have some kind of nerve to put the word my <laughs> In front of a team that you've been against for three years. And also, you have the nerve to put the word my in front of a team that kicked your Cleveland Cavaliers' asses in the NBA Finals last year. You also have the ball, the, the gall, the balls, the nuts, and the nerve, the unmitigated gall to put the word there my. <laughs> In front of a team that is shooting 51% from the field, 
45% from three-point range, almost 70% from the free throw line, and you have the nerve to put the word my. <laughs> that did something the Cleveland Cavaliers will never, ever, 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 ever in life do, and that is wipe out a 23-point deficit to a team that is supposedly their um, – they're equal in the Pacific Division, which was proven wrong, and we all know that, against the, and hang 39 points on a team that got their point guard back because the point guard, and I'm going to use the word my because I've been a Warriors fan since 2007 when they beat Dallas in the first round. You have the nerve to claim a team that hung 39 points on the Los Angeles Clippers because Stephen Curry is the best player in the world and proved it on a national stage last night in front of Paul Pierce, in front of CP3, in front of Blake Griffin, in front of DeAndre Jordan, and in front of Doc Rivers, who now has to scramble and realize what the hell do we have to do to beat these guys? With that game alone last night, the Los Angeles Clippers, if they sniff the playoffs, I'll be surprised. And I dropped the microphone right there. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, that's one of the greatest speeches. That's up there with four score at seven years ago. And that's not what your country had. And, not, no, and we only have one that thing to fear, great. and that's fear itself. That was and great, you know what, Brian. Snowman? Snowman, that's, that is well said, because I still remember like yesterday when Golden State beat Dallas in six games. That was one of the biggest upsets of the world. That was May of 07. Yes, sir. And that, that year is when I became a Warrior fan because of the players they had at the time. Steven Jackson, Monte Ellis, Baron Davis. Uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, I can't re- uh, there's a forward on that team. I, I can't remember. Andres Beadrich who was one of my favorite forwards at the time before he faded to black out of Warrior Country. That was the year I became a Warrior fan because of what they were building. It has come to this point right now in the 2015-2016 era off of a world championship, beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, thank God for that, and also destroying the somewhat aura of the Los Angeles Clippers. And the best part, two things. Number one, they got even with the Clippers for a seven-game conquest by the Clippers two years ago in the midst of all the controversy the Clippers were going through. And secondly, they did it in their house. Period. This is never the same without Snowman, isn't it? Brian, we love you. You need to be a part of this whenever you can. What's up? (laughs) Any more Skippy quotes there, bud? I'm sure he's got a lot. Yes, we do. We have a lot more. Let's get started. Hopefully, 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 with these responses, we don't go too long. We got, we got to make these All quick here. Right. Um, I apologize. said that my. <laughs> my San Francisco 49ers made a right choice making Blaine Gabbard the starter because Colin Kaepernick should leave the NFL and go to the CFL. Oh, I'm stepping oh, out. I'm stepping out of the way. <laughs> well, Skip Bayless, I may actually agree with him on that. You know what? My reply is is that I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to go right back to you, uh-huh. Josh, because I know you got you got some negative feelings about Colin Kaepernick. Oh yes, I do. I actually agree with, and I actually agree with Josh with what I've been watching the past two and a half years. 
Well, come on, Josh and Snowman. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick got him to a Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl in February of 2013. They didn't win it. The 49ers they, used to win they, a yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, they did again. They did not win it. Okay. Yeah, I remember. First off, this is the I NFL. They did not win it. We, we, we praise quarterbacks, not want to be running backs. There's a difference. You see what's going wrong with Russell Wilson right now, right? Because he's a yep. running back, not a quarterback. Hey, Colin Kaepernick, join Johnny Mansell and RG3 on the bus train. I hope you guys are doing well. Hopefully you guys don't have a speed crash anywhere else. All right. Next quote here. Scooby Bale said that mine. My, my Dallas Cowboys will rout the Miami oh. Dolphins 35 to nothing. Yeah, said they would. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. He said they would what? Route. Okay, can I put a can I can I put a pump on that shockometer, please? Yes. I gotta say my though. You gotta say my. Josh, repeat the quote, please. Oh, you my. My house. Hey, hyena, call your sister there. It's only program my. My Cowboys will route. My Cowboys will route the Miami Dolphins thirty-five to nothing. There you go. I thought it was thirty-five to three. I thought he was nice enough to give my to give Miami a field goal out of that. Oh no, come on! I know we got more Skippy Bayless quotes. I'm just gonna say one thing. I hope that game okay. ends up in a scoreless tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah an overtime tie. An overtime. Tie. <laughs> All right, Skippy. Oh, Skip Bayless. This is Skippy fun. Bayless said that the Skippy Bayless said that the Undertaker is not a WWE Hall of Fame worthy guy. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Okay, and you know this what? is my only, uh, and this is my only statement to that. And y'all have heard I'm me done. say it earlier I'm in the week. Now. This, this is my only this is my only statement, and y'all heard me say it earlier in the week, and we're talking about Skip Bayless here. Undertaker, not Hall of Fame worthy. That is a complete pile. That is some grade A homogenized Holstein bullshit, if I ever heard it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, 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 Skip, get the Jerry Jones crap out of your mouth. <laughs> no, get Jerry Jones's out of your mouth. Yep. <laughs> Skippy Bayless. Skippy Bayless says that the Dallas Cowboys are a better organization than the Chicago Blackhawks. And, oh no, 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 no! Y'all got to get out of the way. Y'all got to get out of the way. A better organization than the Chicago Blackhawks. Who's won three titles yeah. in six years, and who has only seen two playoff victories in 12 years? <laughs> That'll be the Cowgirls. 
Um, if you know what, I got to reply to that. And you know what, Snowman and Josh and Frank, I'll reply to that. And I have to say, yes, the Blackhawks have been the dynasty of the decade because they've won three cups. Dallas has not won a Super Bowl since January of 1996. I remember they beat Pittsburgh. So, and they've been three and eleven, three and eight in their last eleven playoff games. Skip Bayless, you are full of crap, pal. Mm. The Dallas Cowboys exemplified mediocrity. When you look at the word mediocrity, the Dallas Cowboys exemplify a pile of shit as evidenced by their stadium in Arlington. Oh, come on, (laughs) Snowman and Josh. They're called America's team. America's team right now, as unfortunate as I hate to say it, but they've proven it. Unlike Jerry Jones, America's team right now is the New England Patriots. And in some cases, America's team is the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's the Patriots. Well, hey, 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 Brian, if it's the Patriots or America's team, I can understand why the world's so negative now. Oh! I understand also. <laughs> this is why. I, this is why I put the preface of I hate to say it. All right, right now, if you think, no, 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 let's switch sports here. You know who America's team is right now? The Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. I can see it. They're a likable team. <laughs> Very likable. I understand. But I have to admit this, too, that actually they had something last year where they said the Broncos have overtaken Dallas Cowboys as America's team. That's bullshit. (laughs) Actually, there's more hatred for the Patriots, unfortunately, Sean, for them than the Cowboys. I know, I know. Any more (laughs) skippy quotes there, Josh? Yes, we do. We have a bunch more skippy quotes. Uh, Skippy Bayless said that my... Oh, jeez, here we go again. It won't end. <laughs> my Golden State Warriors will be what? on a major slump and will not be the first seed in the Western Conference. This <laughs> They're not going to go 82-0, and 0, I can guarantee you that, but I think okay. Western Conference... They won't be the first seed in the Western Conference? So um, yeah. Where's 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 Frank the Tank? Frank, you here with me? I'm here. I heard I, I heard it the way you did, Brian. The Western Conference will not be won by the Golden State Warriors. They will not get the number one seed, according to Skip Bayless. They're gonna have this big slump. God knows well they're where they'll finish in the world of Skip Bayless. <laughs> All right, get out. All right, y'all, get out of the way. I'll make a comparison and I'll <laughs> drop the microphone. The Warriors are on a pace to break. My beloved Bulls record of seventy two and ten. Will the Warriors win seventy this year? Right now I say yes. Will they break the record? I don't know. It's gonna depend on how the games fall. But for Skip Bayless to say they will not be the number one seed in the West, given the way that they're playing right now and they're frying everybody, and they're gonna they're gonna cause a lot of coaches to lose their job. Period. If they're not the number one seed in the West, I will not watch the playoffs this year. But then again, a team could Listen, yeah. listen, we've seen it happen. A team could come out of nowhere, you know, and, and overtake everybody. In 1991, that was the Bulls because the Detroit Pistons were the top seed oh, until the Bulls showed up. Oh, second, half of the, second half of the year, you know, you drop uh, a 13-game winning streak and a nine-game winning streak, which was broken by Philadelphia at the, at the spectrum, you know, and the Bulls still got the number one seed o- over Detroit. But, yeah, and these I'm going to – I'm going to pull a double header here because if the Cavaliers are in the finals again or the conference finals, guys, I'll tell you this right now, and it's 
November. I will not watch the NBA Finals for the second straight year. Uh, I, I concur with what you, anybody Josh. says. I will not. You know what? It. You know what? I, I agree with. I'll, I'll agree happened. with that. If anyone does not take the Cleveland Cavaliers off their perch, and I'm praying somebody does, I won't watch the finals either. I'll listen to Tim Roy's call on KNBR because they're going to wind up playing the Warriors. Look, I'll listen to Tim Roy's call, but I won't watch it. ABC and ESPN are televising the finals, so I won't watch but, it anyway. So there's your you double down. Snowman, I got to tell you this too, and I said this on yesterday's show on the Sports Drive before we had to go to our commercial break. I said, you know what? If LeBron James thinks that he's the best player, obviously he's not. Two and four in the NBA Finals. I came out and said he's overrated. I'm sticking with my statement because you know what? Since he's overrated, right. why doesn't he why doesn't he learn something from Magic and Bird and Michael Jordan and Dr. J? Because they knew how to get it done. And if he thought he was so much better than them, thought he could win in the golden era, he's so full of it. Even Skip Bayless is full mm-hmm. of it to think like that too. I agree. I will not watch the NBA playoffs or NBA finals if LeBron James and the Cavs are just storming by everybody in the Eastern Conference. And I totally disagree with you, Skip Bayless, to say that the Golden State Warriors will not get the top seed. I'm like going, Skip Bayless, wake up. Where have you been? Look at the way they're playing right now. They just came back from 23 (laughs) points to beat the Clippers last night. You are a freaking moron. Look, I'll say this about the Golden State Warriors. They're not going to go 82-0, and and there may be games in which they lose three, maybe four at times. But they're not going to have a massive slump where they're going to lose seven or eight. And as far as Golden State is concerned, Brian, I think you said 70. You don't know about 72. And, of course, that was said in the, 20 years ago at this time, 95-96 Bulls. I'll say this. Golden State wins at least 65 games this year. At least 65. And that's good enough for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Before we get to the next quote, hey, a snowman, what would happen if Skip Bayless possibly said the Golden State Warriors are overrated? I'll run that some bitch over with a Hummer H2. <laughs> I'm kidding as I say that. I do not promote I do not promote violence. We We just have fun with the quotes yeah. on this show, but Skip Bayless is overrated. How do you like them apples? We're trying to be family oriented. We're trying to be family oriented. <laughs> we are not PC, but we are family oriented. At to a point. Time. To a point. Ah. Um. All right. Here's the next one, and I knew you guys were going to be really, really mad with this one, so I apologize in advance. Okay. Oh no. So. Oh no. Hell, oh, Lord. This is a Bulls related. Oh. This is a Bulls related quote. Just go. Ooh, Skippy Bale said that Phil Jackson had a better run with the Lakers than he did with the Bulls. <laughs> I'm done. Guys, I'm done. Good night. Dad, I didn't get much sleep last night. I might as well go back to I might as well try to get some sleep. Good night. Drive you know home. what? We're going to start off with safely, no BB. Bad. Drive home safely, BB. What BB. The... BB. Why in this... Okay, I've asked this question before, and I will ask it again, and it will be my only comment to this. What in the blue hell was he smoking? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't the Lakers lose NBA Finals under Phil Jackson? Didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. 2004 and 2008. Exactly. Under Phil Jackson to the Bulls. Yes. Yes. The retirement home. 
Carl Did the Bulls lose an NBA Finals game. under Phil Jackson? Let me ask you guys this question. Did the Bulls ever lose an NBA Finals under Phil Jackson? No. They are oh, perfect. Stick no. with my oh. Rest my case. Enough said. This argument I is over. I rest my case all Hold it. you got to get the snowman. Well, you already you're, you're stated his case, buddy. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I'm sure that, Josh, you were shaking your head, too, saying that, oh, Skip Bayless had a better run with the L.A. Lakers than the Chicago Bulls. I bet there was a big shaking of your head right there with that one. Skip Bayless hates Chicago. you could only have seen the look on my face when that statement was done. <laughs> well, uh, okay, I, I, I get out of here. I wish I'd seen your face in this next quote here. Oh no! Skippy Bayless said that Scotty Pippen does not deserve to be in the top fifty NBA players list. Ooh. I think he deserves to be in the top twenty-five. You're right, Skip. He deserves to be in the top twenty-five. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. All right. Get out. Get out. Get out of the way. It's on. Get out I'm of getting, the way. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Get, 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 get out of here, dude. I get out. Let me point y'all back to May of 1988. Yeah. Doug Collins, Correct. before the Bulls walked on the floor to play game five of the first-round series against the Cleveland Cavaliers, made a change in his lineup. What change did he make? He Scottie inserted Scotty Pippen a rookie, into the a rookie. starting lineup. A rookie out of Central Arkansas. What did Pippen do that game against Cleveland? 24 points, nine rebounds, five steals, and a couple of blocks. Correct. Speed all the way through Scotty Pippen's Bulls career. Mm-hmm. You have tandems that have wrecked shop in the NBA. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are one of those tandems. And MJ said himself in 1997 during the final celebration, I may take the trophy, I'll give Scotty the car. And he whispered in Scotty's ear, you're my MVP. And I dropped the microphone right there. I want to say I want to say this with the next quote because uh, we were talking about the AFC South earlier before you came on, Brian. And Sean is yeah. Great. I'm sorry, guys. Your guys going to be shivering in your boots, right? Yeah, probably. Excuse Go ahead. Guys. Oh boy. Excuse me, Bill said that mine. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars will win the AFC South because Andrew Luck is not an elite quarterback. Whoa! Wow! Wait a minute here! I cannot believe what I just heard. The Jaguars? What the heck? The Bengals are eight. Now you piss me off. Oh my now, goodness! Now he's pissed me off. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Good. Now he's oh, pissed man. me off. He just disrespected my beautiful little daughter's home team. The oh Indianapolis my goodness! <laughs> Look what you've done. Get now you pissed me off. The Colts have ruled the AFC South, and this is, year is an anomaly of the career of Andrew Luck. I still say the Colts mm-hmm. win the AFC South. I still say the Jaguars wind up in last place. They got lucky last night because of a punt return. <laughs> a punt return! <laughs> The Jaguars barely had 55 yards of offense in the money period. Uh-huh. Andrew Luck could get 55 yards on a pass. 
<laughs> How dare you, Skip Bayless, disrespect my beautiful little daughter's home team? How dare you, Skip Bayless, shame take on a you, smile Skip. off my sweet shame, little daughter's face? Shame, shame, shame. I gotta get to you. Frank. I want to hear Frank's you. thoughts about this. Frank, go ahead. I want to hear Frank's Bay- too. Skip Bayless doesn't care about the children. He just doesn't. <laughs> he care about the children. He doesn't care about the next generation. Look, the ESC South. I'm going to be honest. It's a weak division. But Andrew yeah. Luck may be having somewhat of a down year. But still, he has proven over the last couple of years that he has been able to advance the Colts into the playoffs and advance them pretty deep. Now, what's going on this year with Luck, I believe that has to do maybe somewhat with him, but it goes beyond Andrew Luck. It goes beyond the problems mm-hmm. with Chuck Pagano, with Ryan mm-hmm. Grigson, with Jim Irsay. It's a whole triangle, and that's affecting the way this team is performing. So you just can't single it all on Andrew Luck. There's, I think there's going to be a new regime change next year with the Colts, and it'll be it. interesting. Let me ask you this, Snow. Let me ask you this, Snowman Brian, Mr. Brian, Mr. Snowman. Maybe this would be good for Andrew Luck because there would be some peace here. Who knows? It's be, it'll be great tournament. for Andrew Luck. It'll be it'll be great for Andrew Luck because then they can use the off season to put the pieces back together. Andrew Luck can get some rest, heal up, and come back next year and throw for six thousand yards. Screw 5,000. And you know they're going to get a head coach to tailor to the needs of Andrew Luck. You know the mistake the Colts made? They got rid of uh, – well, well, they didn't get rid of Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians saw the opportunity in Arizona and took it. Right. But at the same time, I still say they should have made a pitch to keep Bruce Arians. Who got Andrew Luck in position to take the Colts to the playoffs? Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. And right now, Bruce is I one of the one. hottest commodities around. Mm-hmm. And I also make this I prediction. Got... Bruce Arians will not be in Arizona next year. Someone's going Whoa. to snatch him. Whoa. And I, I, mean that out of total, you guys. I mean that out of total respect for Bruce Arians because of what he's been able to do. Someone's going to come after him and give him an offer he can't refuse. And I also make this prediction. It'll be within the division. In the division, I would probably say the Colts because he has ties to the Colts. Uh, they played well in 2012 with Andrew Luck. My 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 state my prediction remains it's going to be within division. Something's going to happen within that division. What else you got for us, Josh? Yeah, go ahead, my friend. One last one last quote of the day. Jimmy All Bailey right. Says that the Chicago White. He said that the Chicago White Sox is the most boring organization in sports. Go ahead, Josh. Go oh, ahead. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I'm a Cubs fan, but I have great respect for the White Sox. They play in a pretty good ballpark. They got an excellent fan base. I do enjoy going to their games, and I'm saying that as a Chicago Cubs fan. The real baseball fans respect both teams. And I am that. You know what, let me say this, Brian. Brian, we should be blessed we grew up, and you too, Josh, that we grew up with two teams and remember, more so for you and me, Brian, than Josh here, because Josh was only three when interleague play began. But you know what's right, neat about right. having the Cubs and White Sox? The, the, we got to see National League Baseball and American League Baseball all in the same year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? I bash, and I do it playfully. On my show, I bash the Cubs all the time, but I give them the respect they deserve. And I give okay? the White Sox Because respect. they've earned it. They've yes. earned it. Period. Okay, this young core, this young core of Cubs, are going to take them places. Okay, respect the game. That's what you need to do, Skip Bayless. Respect the game. This White Sox team, 
they're going to take a cue. I really believe this. They're going to take a cue from the Cubs and bring some folks up from their farm system. They've got to rebuild their farm system, okay, and they're going to put the right pieces in place. It won't be long before we see a Red Line World Series. If we can see a Subway yes! Series in New York yes! or the I-70, if we can see the uh, Subway Series in New York or the I-70 Series in Missouri, Kansas City, St. Louis, then you better damn sure believe within the next five years we're yes. going to see a Red Line Series in Ooh. Chicago. This is coming from a Southsider. This is coming from a White Sox fan. been a White Sox fan all my life because of Pops and Grandpa. Okay, and my little one was becoming a White Sox fan too. Okay, but you gotta res- you gotta respect what both teams are trying to do. One team is far ahead of the other. Cubs are ahead of the White Sox because they let the kids play. The White Sox are gonna get it right. And for Skip Bayless to say that the White Sox are the most boring team, uh, and because of management in sports, he needs to take a look at the bleeping Dallas Cowboys. You talk about boring. <laughs> You got Tony Romo as the starter, for God's sake. What does that tell you? <laughs> I want to say this, Brian. I want to say this, Josh. I want you to hear me, too. I want you both to hear me. Somebody asked um, about the Cubs being in the World Series. Who would you want to see the Cubs play? And I mean this with all due respect. You better believe I would love to see the Cubs play the White Sox above all else in the Indeed. World Series. I, mean, I would love to see it unite Chicago. I would love to see brothers, uh, brothers and brothers turn against each other in a, in a nice way. I would love to see what it would be. So you know what? As much as and here's the thing too about last year's playoffs, I would love to see the White Sox join the Cubs in the playoffs, and I would root mm-hmm. just as much for the White Sox as I would the Cubs because I want to see it happen. Look, I got. I want to see a subway. I want to see a, a Red Lines World you Series so badly. Once before I die. Yeah, and you know me. something? I'll add, I'll add this. And Josh, this one's for you, buddy, because I know you and I share this opinion. Take the World Series off of Fox and put it on a network station, will you, please? This FS1 I, crap is killing me. You know what, uh, Snowman? That's. I had to tell Josh about this, and when I and. Um, I had to tell SWR when I used to be there this that they put it on S uh, Fox Sports One. It's an absolute joke that they did the divisional and the ALCS over there because it's like it's a mistake. They should go back to Fox and then they should go back to TBS. But I do agree with you that hopefully we'll see that where <clears throat> maybe the uh, Cubs will represent the National League, the White Sox represent the American League, and maybe you can have a best of seven. It would be great for the city of Chicago. Remember. 15 years ago was the Mets against the Yankees. That was great for the city of New York. And I got to tell you something that was before nine 11. And that was kind of the last time that, you know, when nine 11 happened and it got attacked, I was thinking about saying, you know, wasn't it cool to see all of New York just celebrate the fact that you had the Mets, the Yankees in the World Series. And they did. did. It was beautiful, man. It It didn't matter if you were a Yankee fan. Or it didn't matter if you were a Yankees fan or a Mets fan. It didn't it was, matter because you know what? Let me take you a little bit further back. I mentioned the I seventy series in Missouri. Remember nineteen eighty nine, Oakland A's, San yeah, Francisco Giants, the Battle of the Bay, and that was that earth. Yeah, that was the Earthquake World That's Series. What I remember. Eight, 85, of course, was a great series because that was that seven-game series that the Royals won. All, of course, Cardinal fans, I think, maybe have forgiven Don Dankinger since that since the Cardinals yeah. have won. And you know, but Don Dankinger, 
uh, said, I was only human, but it was really sad about the nasty threats that he got from St. Louis Cardinal mm-hmm. fans. But it's great mm-hmm. for baseball when you see that happen. You have the Cubs, White Sox, you know, and then the uh, the Mets, the Yankees, you know, in the World Series. And we almost could have had that again between the Mets and Yankees, but we didn't. It, this year's Fall Classic was good because you had two teams that were tr- – one was going to end their drought and one was going to have to live with it for – Maybe till next year. Who knows how long that's going to go? Which right. was the next. Yeah, right. And Brian, yeah. I guess there's the point about. Let's get a number. Hey, hey, let me ask. Let me ask this in because you guys have been going on for a long time on this. I haven't had a chance to speak on my end about the stocks. Oh, oh yeah, I can let. Yeah. Sorry about um, that, Josh. Um, is the White Sox the most boring organization in sports? Then ESPN is by far the most boring television organization in the world. You got, you got And that's how we close up shots. <laughs> you you have you have anchors who are not genuine, who are douchebags, have no emotional connections to sports because they don't know what they're talking about because they got crack research people doing the research for them. Yankees Red Sox. Mike that's Sox boring. Get out of here. You let me say this. With that Hold up, Frank. With that said, we're wrapping up the basketball. We've got to move on to our picks for the NFL game. Brian, if you want to stay on there with us, it's cool. But, Sean, we've got to start making our picks for the NFL game. So what That's right. Go ahead, make, y'all go ahead and make your picks. i got to get ready for a basketball game tonight. Again, thank you, gents, for um, having me on. It is really, really appreciated. I enjoy the time every day. God bless. Enjoy it. No problem, bud. Enjoy your game, too, tonight. Have a good one. Thank, thank you, Snowman. You, appreciate it. And we, thank you we'll all. see you on Monday. Dion. That's Brian Snow. I appreciate you so coming in for the bash hour. That was, that was a lot of fun today. But, yeah, we, you, got, you guys were going a little bit too long over there. But it, it, was, good, it was a good topic, but we, we went a little bit too long. But we got to get to our pick yes. for this Sunday's NFL game. Sean, I tossed the mic towards you, buddy. What's the first game we're picking today? All right, as you all know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is week 11. It's already started yesterday. We've already gone through one result. It was Tennessee and Jacksonville. The first game we're going to talk about is the Indianapolis Colts. They will travel to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Pivotal matchup between these two teams. Frank, I'm going to start with you first. What's your thoughts on the Colts and the Falcons? Then we'll go to Josh, and then me last. Listen, guys, these are two teams that have had their struggles. No question about it. Now, the Colts, they had their bye week. They came off that win against the the, um, the Denver Broncos. wasn't easy. But uh, understand this. Atlanta, I believe, is due for a win. They are returning home against a Colts team that prominently has had their struggles. You're right. Both teams need this game. But I'm feeling very confident in that dome Atlanta's going to win. I'm taking the Falcons. Josh? I am going to go with the Falcons. Even though they've been playing like utter garbage recently, and I can't believe they lost me to wake up and finally get I think they will. At home. They will. Sean? Which goes to me next. Thank you, Josh. Uh, you know what? With this game, it's so pivotal in the NFL. If you're looking at the standings right now, you've got an Atlanta Falcons team that is right now currently 6-3. and three. They're not going to catch Carolina in the NFC South. The Panthers will win the South Division. I am going to take the Falcons in this game. The Colts, again, here's the thing we have to keep in mind about right. the Indianapolis Colts, okay? The Colts, their defense is what makes them do so bad on the road. 
They're four and five, and that division's anybody's. And I can't believe I'm saying it. It's even the Tennessee Titans. So I'm, with that said, I'm still going to go with the Falcons. But that AFC South is an absolute joke when you look at the standings. The next matchup we get to, it will be the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. They will travel to Chicago, and they will take on the Bears. And all the, everybody knows this. John Fox, of course, did a great job with the Denver Broncos. Of course, they part ways back in January. Now he's going up against his former team, the Denver Broncos. Josh, let's start with you first. What's your thoughts on this Denver-Chicago game? And then we're going to go to you, Frank. I mean, I've seen Brock. I've seen Brock Osweiler perform before when Peyton Manning got injured in the past uh, on NFL Red Zone. I can't watch all full, all full like um, Denver Broncos games, but I, I've seen them before. I'm not going to underestimate him, but this is the Bears' time. They have confidence back on their team. They're fighting, and the best part about this, they could have done this last year, but they didn't have a good system or coaches that they have the players there. They people talk the personnel issues. No. You know why they're four and five and why they're on the wing streak right now, Sean and Frank? Because they have good coaches. And that yes. means a lot in the NFL. There's a lot of bad football teams in the NFL. The Bears win I, I, I won't say it'll be a route, but I do see the Bears win and hopefully Matt Forte comes back and plays on Sunday. Well even if Matt Forte doesn't come back Josh, uh, you still have Jeremy Langford that has impressed the you-know-what out of me. I'm going to say, look, if you look mm-hmm. at the Bears' offense, they have definitely done almost a 180. I'm not going to say completely a 180, but it seems that it's almost a 180. It's certainly past 90 degrees, past 100 degrees as far as the Bears' offense is playing. And the one thing that has impressed me the most is Jay Cutler because this guy, you could not get a smile off his face. You are seeing him smile. He is enjoying it. The coaching staff, as you mentioned, has certainly made a difference. Now, you take a look at John Fox, who you mentioned. Don't you guys think there is huge determination for John Fox to win this game in this NFL being a revenge league that it is? You better believe it. And as far as Brock Osweiler is concerned, Osweiler must do my job. Well, guess what? The question is, how well of a job will he do? He's going to be. First... Oh, did Starting you make it? A... Did you make a pick there, Frank, on who you pick between Denver and Chicago? Osweiler, look, Brock Osweiler. How good can he be? I don't think very efficient. Maybe in due time, although this is a big stretch for him. I'm taking the Bears. Now goes to me next. You know what? I uh, was messaging with uh, Josh, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook Messenger, and I have to tell you, I was watching the Denver Kansas City game last weekend. Denver had arguably the worst game of the season last weekend against Kansas City. That game against Kansas City was an absolute joke. Peyton Manning was 5 out of 20. He threw for 34 yards. If I'm a Denver Bronco fan, I'm very, very concerned about the way this team is going right now. They're 7-2. Yes. They've dropped yes. two straight. They, they, I think they're not going to win in Chicago. I'm going to take the Bears in this game just because the Bears are kind of clicking, Josh and Frank, at the right time. Denver, in my view, is a team that's going to drop three straight. And you know what? Denver Bronco fans can feel it. They know something really, really bad is happening to their team. With Peyton Manning being injured, this team is not oh, healthy. Even this if Peyton were not playing, even if Peyton were playing, even if Peyton were playing, I still see the Bears winning this game. Because Peyton, look, forget the health. How about the fact, uh, Sean, that he's thrown interceptions? 
He has had trouble holding on to the football. Look at how many games this defense has had to bail out Peyton Manning and company. I'm telling you, Peyton Manning is not consistent as he once was. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the most celebrated figures in the history of the NFL. But the I don't think it's over quite yet for Peyton Manning, but the sun is, is setting. Even if Peyton Manning were starting, they wouldn't win. I like that ism or that idiom that you have there, Frank, that the sun is setting for Peyton Manning. There's no, there's no question about it because, look, I'm sure Peyton Manning realizes he retires from the NFL after this year, and he'll think to himself, I wish I could have won a couple Super Bowls than just one. You, props, you got to give him that. He won the Super Bowl for the 06 Colts, but ever since then, boom, he lost the Super Bowl for the Colts against the New Orleans Saints. And then he ended up losing the Super Bowl, one of the worst of his perform- of his playoff career against Seattle. With that being said, we got to keep going on right now. The next game we get to, it will be the Oakland Raiders. They lost to Minnesota last weekend. They take the on a Detroit and you know what? They take on a Detroit Lions team that, like I said last weekend on Friday show, Josh, are playing spoiler. We saw that against the Green Bay Packers, and they barely squeaked it out, ending their 24 years of misery with them losing in Green Bay. But this is Oakland they're playing against. You know what? I'm going to go first, and then we're going to go to Josh. Okay, for me, Oakland played miserable against the, the uh, at home against the Minnesota Vikings. And I have to say this. If I'm Oakland, yeah. I take this game very seriously against the Detroit Lions. You need to come out there and you got to get after the Lions because Oakland should say, wow, you know, Detroit just beat Green Bay and Green Bay. Detroit's a team that wants to play spoiler against anybody. I am going to take the Oakland Raiders in this game, but they better take the Lions very seriously. Let's move to Josh and then we'll go to Frank. Yes, Josh. Go ahead. I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. Um, I, I like what I see more from them. I honestly feel that the Raiders are playing better football than the Green Bay Packers right now, and I'm not afraid to say that. You guys could call it 602-753-1743 and tell me that I'm an idiot, but the Raiders as a team are playing better football than the Packers, and they will beat the Lions 24-13. to 13. Frank, we move to you. Well, I got to go with the Detroit Lions, look, I don't think last week was a fluke. Listen, Detroit, they're not going to the playoffs. Their season will end against the Bears in Week 17. That game may have more mean for Chicago than it is for Detroit. But Detroit, uh, an emotional win last week, not with the season it has been, not winning at Lambeau Field as an organization in 24 years. And I think the Oakland Raiders, with Jack Del Rio as the head coach, this is an organization on the rise. Clearly, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, I believe. But I think for Oakland, it's starting to look up, yet at the same time, they're having trouble against certain opponents. And I think Detroit is poised. They have one at home already this year. i got to take the Lions tomorrow, I mean, on Sunday against the Raiders. Moving to the next Don, game. 50- oh, for me, I've already said. Well, actually, Josh, I did say I was going to go with Oakland. I went first. Uh, moving to the next My game, bad. 51 minutes. 51 minutes after the hour on this Friday, the 20th of November. We've got uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They will travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen, have lost seven seven straight games after the 2-0 start. Frank, let's go to you first. What's your thoughts on this game between Dallas at Miami? Listen, all I'm hearing about the Dallas Cowboys is they got to win in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. What playoff? Listen, 
they're they're not mathematically eliminated, but let's face it, the plug is going to be pulled from life support pretty soon. Here, they're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> they, I, I think, if you look at what happened in Tampa Bay last week with the penalty that led to the Jameis Winston touchdown, I think it's games like that that could have a psychological effect on you. And I know Tony Romo's coming back. Uh, good for you. Big stinking deal. The Dallas Cowboys have been a team of struggle. Maybe Miami hasn't fared all that better, but I got to take the Miami Dolphins in this one. The Dallas Cowboys, I think, guys, it's in their head with the way they've been losing games this year. Going to me next, then I'll go to you, Josh. Okay, Dallas against Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Cowboys, they get off to this 2-0 and start. And I've always said, if you go back to it, when Tony Romo went down, I thought, oh, that's the season right there for the Cowboys. Because I was like saying, they have to figure out a way to survive. They have to figure out a way to overcome the obstacles. They have not. They have dropped seven straight. And you know what? When you look at Dallas, okay, a couple things come to mind this season. They have had games. You have to give the Cowboys a little bit of props, okay, because Dallas has been in games that they should have won uh, against the Giants. They've lost uh, you yeah, know, they against Seattle. They had a chance there to win that. They have been in some games this year they've had a chance to win. But they, like you said, Frank, they have not gotten it done. For the, Miami, for the Miami Dolphins, you're not. You know that you're not going to catch New England in the AFC East. All you're wanting to do is keep your AFC Wild Card playoff hopes alive. They are in the hunt. I got to go with the Miami Dolphins because it's been a year for the Dolphins of transitioning. Now, Josh, let's go to you. Dallas, Miami. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, I like what I saw last week coming from behind to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, even though Sam Bradford was injured. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. So uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins over the Cowgirls. Look, Sean, I told you this before the season started, that the Cowgirls would not make it to playoffs. <laughs> four, four, You're right, four, you're not going four, to. 4-12 four, four is their ceiling right now, as I stand right here on November 20th, 2015. What's next? All right, the next game we get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Now, think, keep this in mind, too, ladies and gentlemen, that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles need to really bounce back. They lost 20-19 to against the uh, Miami Dolphins. Mark Sanchez, you're an interception machine. I'll get to that in just a bit. We're going to go with you first, Josh. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, then we're going to go to Frank and me. What's your, what's your thoughts, Josh, on the Buccaneers and the Eagles? Upset alert, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road to the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, upset alert. Everybody's cute. Buccaneers and the Eagles. Right, first of all, everybody's got to have at least that one, maybe two upsets. You've got to have at least that one upset because, let's face it, every team that's favored will not win every week. Maybe the majority, yes, but not every team. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not, listen, you're right about Mark Sanchez here. But understand this against the Miami Dolphins. That's a game they could have easily won. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're a team that's still trying to learn here. They got Jameis Winston. I'm going to say this about Winston. I have liked his demeanor. We know about what he was like in college. I do believe he has changed himself, uh, but still rookie jitters here. And it gets going up against a, a team that is pretty well established. And also, they need a win to keep their hopes in the NFC East. I think they are. I'm going to take Philadelphia. You know what? 
I disagree with you, Frank. I'm going to go with Josh on this. Wow. I'm going to go with the okay. Buc- I'm going with the, All right. Uh, yes, this is my upset special right. of the weekend. I'm taking the Buccaneers based on the fact that Tampa Bay got it done in the clutch last weekend. It was an ugly game that they played against the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. They won by a score of 10 to 6. They finally got the touchdown that gave them the advantage in that game. But When you look at the Eagles, okay, when there was a blowout and they had to switch it to Miami and Philadelphia, I thought, well, looks like Philadelphia is going to go in and take the lead. Mark Sanchez threw an interception. Mark Sanchez is an okay quarterback, not one of the best, because he still has the potential to throw interceptions. Philadelphia is a shock, okay? I had the Eagles this year to be a third team. I thought with their additions they made they'd be 13-3. and three. This game is more important for the Eagles than it is for the Buccaneers. And keep in mind, the Buccaneers have beaten some pretty good teams this year. They beat New Orleans. They've beaten you know, Dallas. They beat some really big games. This is a big game for both teams because one team keeps their wild card or even their playoff hopes alive for the division and another team kind of dips a little bit in the division and the wild card. So I like the Buccaneers in this game. Philadelphia's got problems, and we've seen it for all year round. I still believe Dallas gave them that game last week at that penalty. No question about it. <laughs> the next game we get to, the Washington Redskins. They, who destroyed the New Orleans Saints last weekend, 47-14, to uh-huh. they will travel and take on the undefeated Carolina Panthers, who are 9-0. and I'm going to go first in this one. Um when you look at this matchup, Josh and Frank, there's a couple things to keep in mind that, you know, the Panthers got nothing to lose. I'll take the Panthers in this one, but take the Redskins very, very seriously in this one. Washington did blow out, you know, New Orleans last weekend. And you know what? When the Atlanta Falcons, I was thinking about this game, when the Atlanta Falcons were undefeated, like 4-0, and 5-0 and or something, they had to barely squeak that one off. I think it was an overtime game. Uh, and the uh, Falcons won the game 25 to 19. So I like the Panthers in this one, but you know Carolina needs to make sure that they take the Redskins very seriously. And Washington, I can't believe I'm saying this. Washington is a team that still may have a shot at the division. It's hard to oh believe my I'm gosh. saying this with, with with the Redskins. Let's go <laughs> to you, Josh. On the Red, let's go to you, Josh. Redskins, Panthers. Then we'll go to Frank. This is sad. Um, really quickly because we got. I'll, I'll go quick because we have a lot of other games we have to get to quickly. Um, I'll go with the Panthers, twenty-eight. The Redskins, seventeen. Ooh, Frank, we go to you. Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I got to go with the Carolina Panthers here. The Washington Redskins, as terrible as it has been, they have lost. They, they have they have lost. They're one game under five hundred. They're three and four. And as far as the New Orleans Saints game, that really didn't convince me because it's a matter of the New Orleans Saints just being a tale of two teams, a team that te- that plays well at home as opposed to a team that doesn't on the road. And also you got a lot of friction with Sean Payton, it seems. But the Carolina Panthers, this is a team that's for real. There's a lot of teams that are looking good in the NFC, the conference for that matter. Carolina's just one of them. But nothing's convincing me that Washington's going to win this game. I'm taking Carolina at home, and I say the perfect season continues. And they also play Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys, so they'll get short rest. Indeed. Uh, the next game we get to, it will be the St. Louis Rams. They will travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. St. Louis is playing pretty good football. And you know what? And I have to say, boring Boring and also meaningless game, I would always say, because I wouldn't want to watch this on TV. I, you know what? I'll go first. I'm going to take the St. Louis Rams. Baltimore is just ready to get through this year and get to next year. And John Harbaugh, 
Okay. John Harbaugh, in my opinion, will not be fired and, and uh, as head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore has had to deal with injuries, and, they, of course, they've dealt with a lot of heartbreak. And then, you know, with them losing to Jacksonville, that's another exception to the heartbreak they've dealt with. So I got to go with the Rams. Let's go to you, Frank. The Rams, Ravens, then Josh. Here's the thing about both teams. They're both We both know they're not good, but the St. Louis Rams – they had their struggles considerably against the Chicago Bears, although Baltimore, they could have easily won their game, but they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. My goodness, how do you lose to Jacksonville in your own ballpark? <laughs> Listen, this is redemption for the Baltimore Ravens because losing to Jacksonville last week on much less a game-winning field goal, that definitely has to sting. And I think for Baltimore, yeah. they got a little bit of the tank to win this game. I'm going to take Baltimore in a game that probably uh, should be played overseas somewhere. In Ethiopia, yep. In Ethiopia, Josh, we yeah. go to you. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I agree with Frank. Uh, you need to have some sense of pride. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but the Ravens are, have themselves to be at fault because they have not closed out all these close games they lost this year, guys. So, it could have been a totally different season for them. They just closed out the game. So I think for good measure, the Ravens do win. I did not – I was not impressed by the Rams whatsoever, even though they were favored to beat the Bears pretty convincingly this past Sunday, and that was proven wrong. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens at home. Keith, keep New York a break. The New York Jets, they will travel to Houston to take on the Texans. The Jets, of course, losing Thursday night football game November 12th. They lost 22-17 to the Buffalo Bills. And, of course, Houston, of course, is a team trying to hang in there in the tight AFC South. Let's go to Josh on the Jets-Texans. You know, this one was really a 50-50 game. This is a coin flip game for me. Um, man, I, you know, the Texas really caught me by surprise on Monday night. Um, I, I gotta go with the momentum, actually, guys. I, 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 I got, I gotta go with the Texans, even though their quarterback is less to be desired. This was Frank. tough for me. Tough for me. Tough for me. I, I, I could have gone either way with this game. I really think it's going to be a close one here. But I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Uh, I believe Case Keenum, he's starting on Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian. No, Hoyer that's for the Rams, but. Which game are we talking about? Jets and the Texans. The Jets-Houston. Oh, wrong game. Yeah, wrong game. My apologies there. Here's the thing about the Texans. No Their offense has really had struggles. But i got to go with the New York yeah. Jets. This one. It goes to me next. You know, <laughs> the Jets – in order for them to make the playoffs, maybe as a wild card, they're still leading as one of the wild cards. Like they have one of the, they're leading for that final wild card. The Jets have to do one thing, which is big. They've got to be better with their play calling. The reason they lost to Buffalo was also because they made bad play calling in the game. Four turnovers hurt them tremendously. Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to show that he can still be the guy that can lead this team, the Jets. Uh, you know what? It's a real tough game to decide. And you've got Houston, of course, battling it out in the AFC South, where it's a real bad division right now. Uh, but they're still in it for the AFC South division. 
You know what? It's going to be hard for me to decide. I'm going to pick the Jets in this game. Uh, the Jets have played Texans very, very well in their history before in the past. But I think, you know, i got to give the advantage just a little bit to the Jets. I think it's going to be a close game between these two teams because both teams, they both know what's at stake. The, ne- uh, the next game we get to, this is an afternoon game. It will be, this is a big one, Kansas City Chiefs who just destroyed the Denver Broncos last weekend, taking on the San Diego Chargers. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say Kansas City Chiefs. After what I saw last weekend, that was an impressive win by the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Diego Chargers. We move to Frank, and then we'll go to Josh. Frank, Chiefs, Chargers. Okay, first of all, uh, understand that this is a game that was called Sunday Night Football, uh, to a late Sunday afternoon time slot, being that for us it's in San Diego. But remember, this initially was supposed to have been the Sunday night matchup. Uh, but the Chargers, listen, they've had, they're coming off a bye week. They had their struggles against the Chicago Bears. The Kansas City Chiefs, they've been playing at times some pretty good football. Uh, we saw that against the Denver Broncos. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in this one. Uh, Josh, uh, next to you. Uh, yeah, you go next. Chiefs, Chargers. I think I think the Chargers are a lost cause, Sean. So I'm going to go <laughs> I agree. with the Chiefs. Um, yeah, you know it's kind of crazy to think about this. When the Bears beat the Chiefs, everybody seemed to write off the Chiefs like they were maybe a good football team this year. But they're getting on a roll. They're beating teams that they should be, and I think that continues on Sunday. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Before we get to the Green Bay-Minnesota game, you're right there, Josh and Frank, because Chargers are a lost cause. We don't even know what the future is going to be it like when this team gets – Yeah, when this team – when this season ends, we don't know where they're going to be. Will they be in San Diego? Will they be in L.A.? And will Phillip Rivers have a bounce-back year next year? He hasn't shown it to me all year this year, and he hasn't shown it to you, Josh, or even to you, Frank. And, of course, that Monday night game when they blew a 13-point lead – really affected the San Diego Chargers, feeling like they're not the same team like we've seen from the last couple of years. The next game we get to, this is a pivotal matchup. This is a huge matchup. We all know that Uh the Green Bay Packers have been a team that has pretty much owned the NFC North, but of late, they have been on a bit of a slump. They lost to Denver, they lost to Carolina, and they lost to Detroit, which was a shock. The Minnesota Vikings, they have been a team that has really surprised me. You asked me, Josh, what my thoughts were about who's the most impressive team. I've said the Minnesota Vikings. Even though Carolina is 9-0, and Minnesota's really impressed me. I, this should be a great game. I'm going to even go first since I'm already talking about it. Go ahead. Green Bay, Minnesota. You know what I'm going to say? Green Bay, you've got a major problem. You need to start getting everything in place if you want to be a serious team in the NFC. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. Look where this team has been like. Everybody talked about how Minnesota, of all teams, was going to be a team that was not going to be very good, that Adrian Peterson probably would not be the same. He'd be rusty. Minnesota is a very dangerous team. This is a huge game in the NFC North. If you're Minnesota, you're thinking, wow, we could have a two-game lead over Green Bay and maybe have the NFC North wrapped up. I'm going to go with the Vikings. There is something wrong in Green Bay land. Let's go to... Josh Lopez, and then Frank Sprinkle. Josh, your thoughts on the Packers and the Vikings. Hmm. Not only will the slump continue, but the Packers will once again reinforce the fact that you need to be an NFL team, not an NFL 
individual team, like the NBA kind of uh, relies on individuals to win. This is this is the ultimate team sport besides baseball and hockey. And the Packers can come up with all the excuses they want about, oh, Jordy Nelson's not here. Oh, he got the It's sports. Injuries happen. Get over it. You just did not have the right team in place to make that next step. I I heard that I, I that's why I chuckled that everybody's saying oh the Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Just look at the defense. The Packers defense is ranked bottom six in the NFL this year. The Packers offense is slumping. There seems to be a shoulder injury with Aaron Rodgers. Not only am I going to say the Minnesota Vikings will win, guys, but I say the Vikings route Packers because Minnesota is the better team and they got better coaching right now than the Green Bay Packers. Let's go to you, Frank. What's your thoughts on the Green Bay Minnesota game for Sunday? Big matchup and a huge one in that NFC North division. As I think the um, the the uh, uh, Cincinnati Arizona game is a good one for Sunday night football. But why would I want to put this on NBC? I thought this game probably had was more meaty for Sunday night football, but the reason probably wasn't flexed to NBC is because the Packers will be on NBC Thanksgiving night against the Chicago Bears. What says it all to me about the Green Bay about the Green Bay Packers and their struggles, and that's what everybody wants to talk about, is the fact they lost to the Detroit Lions. They lost to some pretty good teams before that. They lost to the Denver Broncos. They lost to the Carolina Panthers. We're talking about two teams with division leaders. Aaron Rodgers has had his struggles, but you know what? This game goes beyond Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers are a team that I was—I picked them to win against the Detroit Lions. I thought that's when the slump would come to an end. While you watch this Minnesota Viking team, they're playing very well. They had a great game against the Oakland Raiders. Adrian Pearson, I'll tell you what, this guy is having such a great year. We, saw, we talked about comeback player of the year. I do believe it's AP. But let me ask you guys this, and I'm taking the Vikings, but let me ask you guys this question. Do you get the sense that we're seeing two ships in the middle of the night fill right past each other in terms of dominance in the NFC North as far as the Packers um, maybe relinquishing that lead to the Minnesota Vikings and the Vikings heading toward first place? That's what I'm getting the sense, Dan. That's a good question. Uh, That's a good question, Frank. Maybe we're beginning to see a little bit of a change in the era of the NFC North because of the way this whole division is working out. And you know what? There's going to be a big question to ask, okay? And I'm serious about this. Could it be that Mike McCarthy could be on the hot seat? What I'm saying is the Packers are six. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, because the Packers get off to a 6-0 start. Packers don't make the playoffs. Mike McCarthy could be out the door. He could be gone as Packers head coach if the Packers don't fix their problems and stop saying, oh, we need, like Josh says, oh, we need Jordy Nelson. Oh, we don't have Jordy Nelson. Quit Please. your complaint. Play the game. Quit with Aaron your, Rodgers. Yeah, quit complaining and play the game. You still have an entire season left. It's going fast, but quit your bickering. We got a long say, season, Packers. Jeez. I want to say this about great quarterbacks in the history of this game. They make their offenses better, and that includes their wide receivers above all else. I mean, if you take a look at Joe Montana, the great Joe Montana, 
that is one guy that could make his wide receivers awesome. I mean, he made that. He, he did that for Dwight Clark. Well, he did that for a Hall of Famer and Jerry Weiss. Listen, you may be down Jordy Nelson, but Aaron Rodgers can work with other targets. And, and he before has done we, that, that's an excusable, Sean. Inexcusable. Before, before we get to the next game, I wanted to ask you both about your views of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, are you guys shocked and surprised hey, Sean, to see Minnesota? Sean, Sean, we have to speed it up. We don't have enough time. Uh, yeah, okay, we got to speed sorry, it up. All right. Yes, I am. Yes, All right. I am. Of course, with pleasure, with pleasure. Okay, the next game we get to, the San Francisco 49ers. They will take on a Seattle Seahawks team that lost a big opportunity to defeat the Arizona Cardinals last weekend after that unbelievable comeback, but they ended up losing 39-32. to San Francisco is not very good. Let's go to Frank. What's your thoughts? 49ers and the Seahawks. Listen, I don't care where this game is at. We've already seen these two teams play already. But the Seattle Seahawks should win this game. As a matter of fact, I think they're going to win it pretty easily, considering that they are a team still in the thickest seeds, where the San Francisco 49ers, it has been a team of complete struggle. They have trouble focusing. And not only that, if you look at the San Francisco 49ers and their chemistry or lack thereof, what you're going to see in Seattle, a place where it's tough for opposing teams to play with the loud noise, I think you're going to see a lot of San Francisco mistakes in this game. And you know what? Seattle wins this game pretty easily. I'm taking definitely the Seattle Seahawks. Josh, let's go to you. Your thoughts on the 49ers and Seahawks. Remember last weekend we kind of visited. You told me about what you kind of are not seeing from the Seahawks, that you're starting to see that they're kind of on the end, maybe like Green Bay. Yeah, I, I think Seattle is overrated, but in this case, when you're playing a team like San Francisco, you have a great chance to win. Yes, look, you do. Look, I, I want to add this last point on Aaron Rodgers and his whole Packers and such, you guys. If he's the best player in the world and the GOAT, like everybody claims him to be, he leads by example. And I, I'm not questioning him as a human being or whatever, but in the way I am, if he's really the leader of that team, they wouldn't be 6-3 and three right now. It's that simple. That's unacceptable for there's the Packers. There's a lot there, – there's a, there's a selfish um, tick that comes with Aaron Rodgers, and I think his ego is getting in the way of the team, in, in my personal opinion. Anyway, uh, for this game, Sean, uh, in, this, in this game, Sean, um, I'll say we'll see a Mark Trestman Bears-style beating. Uh, Seahawks 52, the 49ers 10. And, okay, for me, you know what? Seattle realized they – the biggest chance to get back in the NFC West. I really felt that they were going to win the game. For them to lose at home against Arizona was a huge loss for them. Huge. It pretty much means that Arizona will have the NFC West division wrapped up. For the Seattle Seahawks, though, they need to try to think that, okay, maybe we're not the same team like we were the last two years. The magical run when they won the Super Bowl of 2013. The then they got back to the Super Bowl this year. There's been a lot of things that have angered. You know something, Frank and Josh? I'm saying this true because I live five hours away from Seattle, five and a half hours, okay? So I'm trying to tell you this. There has been a lot of people here angry about the Seahawks and about other factors, bad play calling, uh, Marshawn Lynch's mm-hmm. mother on opening day against St. Louis, oh, ripping the offensive coordinator, which was pretty funny. I kind of laughed about that. I did too. <laughs> 
You know, and, and you know, there's also the fact that Seattle has gotten off the sloppy starts. And Josh, like you said, I should agree with you. You know, I should have done that. It's like you know, Seattle's been losing their games because bad offense, and sometimes it's been their defense that's really tried to keep them in a lot of the games this year. The Seahawks are, in my opinion, are not going to be the team to get to the Super Bowl. I thought they'd be a Super Bowl team this year and be 14 and 14 and two. We thought, like, you know, can anybody stop? in the NFC. I had my feelings that expectations, again, were high, especially where I live in the Pacific Northwest. I got to go with the Seattle Seahawks in this game, but if they make the game close against San Francisco and their defense wins it for them, there is something going on with that Seattle Seahawks team. The other game we get to, it will be the Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. This is a huge matchup. I'll go first. Cincinnati, of course, played a sloppy game, lost an ugly game on Monday Night Football against the Houston Texans. The Arizona Cardinals, we talked about them. They're the team that's leading over Seattle in the NFC West. You know, gentlemen, it's a real tough game when you think about it. Both teams are going to be in the playoffs this year. It's hard to tell how this game is going to play out. I'm going to give the edge to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to go with Arizona. I think, you know, Cincinnati is a team that, you know, could win this game. But with them losing to Houston, could they have lost a little bit of momentum? I'm going to go with Arizona. But what's your guys' thoughts on this game? Cincinnati, Arizona. We start with you, Frank. I thought that Arizona, pardon me, Cincinnati was going to win last week against the Houston Texans. But if I had to look ahead to a team that's catching momentum, I thought that going undefeated, it would end on Sunday. But I'll say this. We learned a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football, a primetime game, uh, a game with obviously a lot of pressure, a, a pressure pack game. They're going into Arizona facing a team that is playing exceptionally well. And on paper, this is a good matchup. I thought it came, like I said, you could you couldn't go gone wrong with this game being put on Sunday Night Football or even that Green Bay-Minnesota game. But I got to take the Arizona Cardinals here based on the fact that we saw last week, we, we, saw, we, we've seen, we saw a lot of holes and a lot of red flags as far as the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is, I mean, part of the Arizona, they play very, they're playing very well. I got to take Arizona in this one, definitely. Josh, let's go to you. Cincinnati, Arizona, your thoughts. I, I would really be uh, really hard to choose in this game because, once again, like I mentioned when we were at Sports World Radio, Andy Dalton is not an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks don't show up like freaking Rex Grossman on primetime football games. That's what it's I said. That simple. <laughs> and especially, and especially on the road where Andy Dalton struggles the most in a prime time. Um, I'm sorry, Sean. This is the time of year we had a little running joke about it when we were on Sports World Radio. But this is the time of the year where the Bengals begin to start slumping, and I got the Cardinals bumping the Bengals 34 to 20. That's a good, good matchup and a good prediction there, Josh, because. When you think about it, the Bengals are a team that I'm like thinking, do they did they lose a little bit of momentum? Because it really affected the Bengals. They wanted to keep up with New England because right now, playoffs started today, the Bengals would have the number two seed in the AFC. You have to give the Bengals props, though, because with them winning mm-hmm. and being the way they are right now, it's probably the best it's been for the Bengals since the decade of the 80s. You know, that's the way I look at it. And lastly, the last matchup we get to, Monday Night Football, 
Da, 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 da. I was waiting for that from Frank. It'll be the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Rex Ryan returning to Gillette Stadium. He had a pretty good run with the Jets when he went up against the Patriots. Let's go with Frank, Josh, and then me. Frank, go ahead. I'm going to make your weekend. I'm going to take the Patriots. This here is a machine. It was close last week, however, against the New York Giants, but... If you look at Rex Rose, I mean, not Rex Rose, if you look at Rex Ryan, I should say, uh, Rex Ryan has not really had much success against the, against these New England Patriots that are playing very well. It seems they are dominant at home, and that's the key for New England if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. they got to be at home. Although, really, I don't think it matters. This New England Patriot team, they are just unbeatable right now. Will they go undefeated? Who knows? But it wouldn't surprise me if they do. I think they got an excellent opportunity out of both Carolina and them. Um, to be the ones that finish the season undefeated. So it wouldn't surprise me. John, I'm taking your favorite team in the land, the New England Patriots. And a route, a route. Josh? Um, by the way, we're not doing tiebreakers this week. We still have enough time. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that, Sean, beforehand. All right. Let me get the picks, uh, get the picks in. Um, <laughs> as I'm talking this week, streak buster week. I feel the Bulls will end the streak of the Golden State Warriors tonight. And, and I, I feel on Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills will walk into Gillette Stadium and oh end the streak of not only the Patriots season, but their streak of winning teams at the Gillette Stadium. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as my upset special of the week. Goes to me next. I can first off. I cannot believe what I just heard. Okay, with that. <laughs> Josh, I it even. Oh, here's the Josh, thing, though. I'm scared. I'm Josh knew that I was right. going to react. Josh knew I was going to react with that. You know, Buffalo. I have to say this. They beat Miami. They beat the Jets November twelfth. They, of course, now go into Foxborough and take on the Patriots. You have to remember, Buffalo since Brady. Belichick have been in the NFL. Brady, actually, Belichick's been coach of New England since 2000. Brady has been quarterback of the Patriots since 2001. There is no way that the Buffalo Bills are going to go into Foxborough and win in Gillette Stadium. I've been to Gillette Stadium. I had that when I went on my trip. It's going to be loud. It's going to be packed. The Patriots, you know what? They made me so proud last week. You know, we talked about this on Monday. Everybody's wondering, probably the Giants will end the Patriots' perfect season. Uh Uh-uh. Brady doesn't quit until the last seconds when the clock hits zero. And I don't see calling by the Giants. Bad play calling, though. Bad play calling because you know if you get – who do you want with four or three minutes left in the game? Tom Brady. That guy knows how to get it done in the clutch. This game I expect to be a blowout. I don't even expect Buffalo to win three out of three against AFC East opponents. They're not going to win against the Patriots. And, of course, last year the Bills beat the Patriots in – Gillette Stadium because Brady sat out the last game of the season when New England had the AFC East wrapped up. For New England, they got to just keep winning and get through the next couple weeks to make sure that they'll have the home field advantage. I, I just, I'm impressed with what I've seen. And you know what? The game against the Giants was probably the toughest test, gentlemen, of the whole season for the New England Patriots. They finally, because the Giants knew that they had beaten them the last three times. 
this is going to be a great game on Monday night, but I expect mm-hmm. New England to blow the Bills out. Buffalo, sure, they can win it with their defense, but their offense is always a question mark. It's going to be very tough for them to win in a wild Gillette Stadium. Patriots all the way. I got to go with the history, man. You know what? You know what, you gluey hump? You're going to be wrong here. I'm pretty certain of that. The Buffalo Bills. Josh hey, takes the ball. Hey, this, this, hey, this will be the first time that people told me I'm wrong. This, this <laughs> oh, no. That. What have I done? I'm, hey, you will be wrong. That note, on that note, we're going to wrap it up today for this week's episode of the Sports Drive. Uh, before we let uh, let you guys go, uh, Frank, Sean, any last final words or thoughts on today's show or the league of the shows? Let's go to you, Frank. All I can say is, everybody, enjoy your weekend, and please, for all that's holy out there, please don't do something that I wouldn't do. Sean? Me, I can say that, again, another fabulous week of shows. We've done really well. I continue to make sure to keep working on everything to be a, a good uh, rate, be a good radio voice and just try to make sure to be unbiased, opinionated. It's truly a blast to be with two wonderful gentlemen, Josh Lopez and Frank Sprinkle. And Nash, wherever you're listening, it's truly an honor, bud, that uh, yeah, you keep calling into the show. I really enjoy that. You're the, you're the manager of it. And anybody else who calls, it's always an honor for you all to call in. I mean, feel free to do it. Give your opinion. That's what Josh and I always want, and, and Frank, too, because we want to make this show the best and make it fun for you all and make sure that we're more opinionated. We don't always have to agree with each other, it's always great to disagree and express our own opinion and and have our own beliefs and interest and what we think is true about a sports topic or not true about a sports topic. But again, another successful week in my view, and we're going to keep getting better and better and just keep working hard and practice makes perfect. And I'm just having a blast doing the shows on Jock Journal. Time goes fast when you're having fun, and this is episode eight of the Sports Drive. Uh, little programming reminder for next week: we'll be on Monday and Tuesday, and then off the rest of the week. And so you guys enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving shenanigans and Black Friday uh, monstrosities. <laughs> so um, we'll be back on Monday to recap all of the Week Eleven action. I'll have the Skippy Bales bash our course. Well, thank Brian Snow for helping out us with the Skippy Bells Bash Hour. This week has been a great addition as a producer and hosting the show. I'm glad to add that stuff. And, you know, the, you know, I just came up with the Bash Hour eight months ago, and it's crazy to see how fast and big this segment has grown, and it'll get better as the weeks and months go by, including the show as well. I want to thank Sean and Frank for joining me on this venture. It's been a blast. You guys are getting better each week. No, each day actually, and uh, you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, um, thank you guys once again for giving us the chance to check it out our show. You can check us out on Twitter at Dodge Sports Drive, D A Sports Drive. Follow your truly at W C Josh Wilson. Follow Sean on Twitter at Sean S W R. Frank at Doc J R L Frank. Check out JockJournal.com as well. That's important. Check out JockJournal.com. You'll find our past episodes in the Jock Journal radio section. And uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Tell a friend about it. Uh, like us on Facebook. It's the Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez. With that said, life is short, but make sure you make the best out of it. Amen. 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 
For Fred Sprinkle and Sean Mann, Brian Snow, and Nash Carey, my name is Joshua Lopez, and this has been the Sports Drive right here on Jock Journal Radio. We'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. Enjoy your weekend. Just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars. Actually, we have a minute left. Hey guys, a little last minute thing here before we actually go. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Frank's mother. Uh, her Julia Sprinkle. Today. Yes. Julia Sprinkle, love you. Happy 61. Looking forward to dinner tonight. Happy birthday to Frank's Our, mother. Happy birthday to Frank's mother. We're out. We'll talk to you on Monday. Happy birthday, mom. Just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars. Alright, let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you need anything, all right? All righty. All righty. Sounds good. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.